If you are waiting for a financial harvest, a breakthrough in a relationship, or healing and restoration in your body or emotions, whatever it is, if your harvest is taking longer than you've anticipated, God's word and his promises are true. So hold on. God remembers every seed you've ever sown. While you're waiting, God is working. Let's listen now as Dr. Dixon teaches on how to reap your harvest. Well, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. I know that we're living in a day and an hour that is full of changes and unprecedented things are happening. And you don't know not what the next day holds, but what the next minute holds. That's just how things are changing in this hour. But you know what? God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is why I will stand on, believe in, hold on to the word of God. It won't change. Oh, it has stood the test of time and it will continue to stand the test of time. Oh, yes, it will. So I want to encourage you today and I want to talk about how you can reap your harvest in this day and hour that it seems like jobs are leaving and the the market is crashing and so much is going on that really, you know, causes life to be difficult and to talk about a harvest. Oh, oh, how in the world can I do that when I'm trying to just hold on to the end of this day? Yeah. How can I look to a future? Well, I want you to know that's what your harvest is. You're talking about my future. So I want to talk about how you can pull it on in according to the word of God. That God gives us everything that we need in his word on how to achieve extraordinary biblical success. Those words, extraordinary, marvels, wonders, miracles, unusual, uncommon, rare, cannot be explained. The unexplainable. Those are the words that bubble up in my spirit during this pandemic, during all this time that the enemy would say it's not going to be, it's not going to happen. I want to know what the Bible has to say about times of famine. That's all it is. About a time in the word of God when there's a famine. About a time in the word of God when you go to work on a task or a project and it seems as though it will not be achieved. It cannot be accomplished. Yeah, the enemy wants you to get frustrated and get filled with anxiety, worry, distressed. But oh, we're going to talk today about how to achieve extraordinary biblical success. I mean that God will just blow your mind and those around you will be astonished at what God will do through you in this timing. So don't fold your hands. Don't get disgusted. Don't get frustrated. Don't feel as though what you have started will not be finished. Oh, Yes, it will. He that has begun a good work in you shall finish it. He will until the day of Jesus Christ. So God is so, so good. You know, doing good for others can grow old on the inside of you, especially at times like this. Doing the right things can become tiring, especially when you do not see any tangible results. And especially when it seems like the people who do not do the right things uh-huh, are the ones actually achieving success. Hmm. I looked at the final chapter of Galatians. It's a great book. The book of Galatians is just a great book, period. But that last chapter, the sixth chapter, Paul wrote to the believers who were tempted to go back to their old way of doing things and give up doing the right thing. You know, whenever, whenever you go back, whenever you give up, it is, may I say, you could use it as an analogy of miscarrying. That means the seed has been planted. The growth has started. Changes are taking place. But oh, 
It seems like you won't be able to finish it. You won't be able to accomplish that that you started out to do. You're tired. You're, oh, just, and you give up. Mm. But Paul wrote to the believers who were tempted to go back to their old way, tempted to give up doing the right thing. They were growing tired of supporting the church. They were growing tired of helping the weak. They were growing tired of bearing with one another's burdens and doing good in the lives of those closest to them. It all seemed like a waste of time. And today, if you allow anxiety, worry, frustration, distress to come in on you in this hour, when jobs are being not only phased out, but they just don't even exist any longer. When jobs, those that do exist, you don't know when you're going back. <sighs> so Paul wrote to encourage the hearts by giving them an ordinary agriculture metaphor and for them to understand just how to achieve extraordinary biblical success. Oh, oh glory to God. God specializes in this, people. So Paul said, According to the harvest that you want to reap, you got to think before you start planting, you need to ask yourself exactly what type of harvest you're looking to reap. What does stability look like? That's what I'm saying to you. What does stability look like in your finances? You know, what kind of harvest do you want to reap? What does stability look like in your home? What does stability look like on your job? What does stability look like? That's how you can begin to say, mm -hmm, this is the future that I'm looking for. This is the harvest that I, I want to achieve. What does your definition of success really look like? All right. I, I'm causing you to engage with me today. Are you looking to earn $1 above expenses? That's profitable. Or a million dollar gross. Come on. Once you know what you want, make sure you're planting the right seed or that you are engaged in the right activity to get here. Why? Because God's system works. That's why it's important to be involved, get connected to a church, a pastor, a mentor. You get connected to a community of faith that what stands on the principles of the word of God, that believes in being servant leaders, that believes in the communion and the tithing and the giving, all the giving, you know, that belongs to the church, that God gave us basics, you know, cover all your basics. Make sure that you're connected. Why? Because God's system works. Now, many times, you know, you say, okay, I want to reap a harvest. Everybody says that, right? Okay. And Paul compared success in life to reaping a harvest. The everyday choices, the everyday decisions, your everyday attitudes that come to you, they're seeds. They're being sown in the field of life. They're seeds. And Paul uses the metaphor of sowing and reaping, planting and harvesting to teach and encourage the church to persevere in doing good. Just persevere in that. Oh, there's another word, persevere. Sometimes, it, let me tell you, sometimes you're going to have to just go the extra mile. <laughs> sometimes you're not going to always feel like it, but you're just going to have to do it anyhow. Oh, persevere. Oh, my goodness. Just get in there and give that push. Mm -hmm. Continue in what you're doing, even in the face of difficulty or with little or no prospect of success. Oh, persevere. Jesus. Yes. Let it become an attribute of yours. Yeah. 
Persevere. Now, in this timing and in this hour, Paul is giving us what we need right here in the Bible. So how do you reap a harvest in the field of work that you're in? You remember that the little things matter. After all, what are seeds? Small things that make a big difference, right? And for uh, yeah, let me tell you, farmers do not plant the seeds one day and then reap the crop the next day. The farmer can be as obedient and as faithful as he needs to be, plowing the field, planting the seeds, but he never instantly sees the harvest. It takes time. And Paul points to this, is that we're to be like farmers, See, and if you are, you will reap a harvest by not growing weary, come on, and not giving up. I especially want to say that in this hour. Those of you that's listening to me all over the world, you support your church. You support your pastor. This is what you're supposed to do. If this podcast is feeding you, support it. You know, however the spirit of the Lord leads you, you are supposed to do this. And if you will do it, Paul is letting us know, do it and don't grow weary. Don't you give up because it seems as though what you're planning for has not produced itself yet. No, you do not give up. You hold on. In the face of difficulty, yes, when it looks like there's no prospect for your success, yes, that you continue to obey and move in the system of God. Don't even think about going back. Don't even think about giving up. Uh, Cast it down. Every evil imagination that would try to exalt itself against you obeying Christ and you bring your every thought into the obedience of Christ Jesus. God is so good. So Paul is saying he wants us to be like farmers. He wants you to get yourself in a posture that, yes, I'm going to plant my seed. Yes, I'm going to water my seed. Come on. Yes, I'm going to do everything that I am supposed to do and then give it time. Give it time to come up. Give it time. And as you're giving it time, stay in faith. Be faithful. Mm -hmm. Be faithful with that that you have done. Now, so number one, I said two things. Don't grow weary and don't give up. That's what I'm going to deal with today. Oh, yes. Number one, do not grow weary. Everyone gets physically weary, everybody, but nothing compares to the weariness of your spirit. I'm telling you, when your spirit gets weary, uh, everything around you seems like it's just down. (laughs) This is why Paul wrote, and let us not grow weary of doing good. You know, the Greek word that Paul uses for being weary means to lose spirit. It means to lose the spirit of joy and hope that you once had in the beginning. (laughs) Oh, and what's the reason? For not growing weary in well-doing. Paul continues on. We don't have to guesswork at it. It's here in the Bible, Galatians 6. Uh We're in the sixth chapter. I'm in, in the ninth verse. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Oh, somebody said due season. (laughs) At the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Don't get weary. Don't get weary. Paul didn't say instantly you will reap, but rather at the proper time. Mm. Because I found out, and you will too if you haven't already, doing good often does not produce immediate results. This is where weariness can set in, in the waiting. 
I've got a message about the waiting room. See, while you're in the waiting room, God builds up your moral strength. He begins to build you up and give you wisdom that you can make quality decisions. You know, a lot of people make decisions, but I'm talking about a quality decision. One that you don't have to look back and live a life of regret from that point. Come on with me. Oh, glory to God. You know, in this hour, in this time, oh, the preacher just came out a little bit. (laughs) Oh, glory, glory. You know, Paul... He lets us know here in uh, Galatians. I just love it. You know, he did not say instantly you'll reap, but rather he said at the proper time. Hmm. You won't get immediate results, but at the proper time. Don't get weary at the proper time. And see, when you realize this, just like a farmer who sows seeds, that farmer waits for the harvesting season. And as a believer, you must sow the seeds of love and good deeds and wait for the due season. That season may come here on earth or in eternity. Oh, I'll say it and I won't take it back, but it will come. I say it all the time, that that God has promised me. Oh, I know that God has said it. And you know what? Whether my natural eyes get to see it or not, it shall come to pass. When you stand on the promise of God in that manner, it lets God know that you are not only in faith, but he can find you faithful. Oh, glory. He will find you faithful. (laughs) He'll find you actively believing him every day saying today is my blessing day. Today is my receiving day. Why? Because now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Oh, but oh, when God comes back and finds you faithful, just full of faith. Oh, glory to God. I'm not waiting and being anxious or worried, but I'm going to wait and I'm going to be loyal and I'm going to be constant and I'm going to be steadfast concerning that that God has promised unto me. Mm, I'm not going to budge. I'm not going to give in one bit. Mm-mm. Oh, if it takes till eternity, it's going to happen. It shall come to pass. Oh, yes, it will. I'm going to remain true to God's word. I'm going to continue to obey him. I'm not going to get weary because it will affect other areas of my life where God would have me to sow seeds. Come on, like a farmer. Remember, God has us sowing and you can sow seeds systematically. You can sow spontaneously. You can sow sacrificially and you can sow strategically. God has the ways for us to sow our seeds in this hour that God wants us to be a farmer. And he said, do not grow weary if you don't see the results that you planted for, but remain loyal, remain steadfast, oh, remain faithful to that that God has promised. I'm going to stand on the fact of God's word. Come on. I know it's true, but I'm standing on the fact of it. Mm. Hey, I know that it shall come to pass. I must stand on it and I'm going to see God do it in my life. And I'm going to see God manifest that that he said because it is known. I just know it. God's word has proven to be true to me. That's what a fact is, that it's proven to be true. And God's word, you know, truth is, God's word is the highest form of reality. That's what sincerely truth is, the highest form of reality. And God's word has proven to be true. It's proof. Uh, Facts. I get into a preaching method and if I would begin to go into the facts. <laughs> Woo! Throughout the Bible, the miracles, the wonders, the marvels, the extraordinary manifestations, the uncommon, the rare, the unexplainable facts. 
You can see it. You can feel it. You can touch it. What God did. So do not grow weary. Mm. It will come. The end of weariness is not the end of waiting. It's understanding that the waiting is an important part of the process. That's when the weariness will end. You won't get weary. Oh, no, not at all. Matter of fact, the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 61 said to us, he said, put on the garment of praise for that spirit of heaviness, the spirit of weariness that will come upon you. <laughs> in other words, when you see an attack coming upon you, get ready. It's something great getting ready to happen to you. Flip it, flip it, flip it. Mm. So I'm here to tell you, you've got to remain faithful. That you're going to stand true to what has already, God has already done great things for you. David said, he delivered me from the paw of the lion. He delivered me from the paw of the bear. Surely he shall deliver me from this uncircumcised giant. In other words, let me tell you, God has already proven himself to you. I've got my testimony. You have your testimony of what the Lord has done for you. Well, he has done great things. And in 1 Corinthians, he said, not only has he done it, but he's going to continue to do it. And then he will yet do it. Ooh, hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I tell you, biblical, extraordinary success. Mm. Second thing I talked about. Before I move on to the second thing, I want to just say, and when I say do not grow weary, I want you to know that in our culture, it demands instant gratification. Waiting can be a challenge to achieving biblical success. But like a farmer, you got to work with faithfulness and wait with patience. So as you're working, just continue to sow. Just continue to work with God's system. Don't let them, well, you know, you planted this. Uh, 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 uh. Continue to work with God's system. With what? Faithfulness, being loyal, being constant, being steadfast uh, to what has proven to be true in your life. All right. Having faith in the word of God. And then what? Wait with patience. What did James say? He said, you know what? If you allow patience to have its complete work, you will come out missing nothing. I like to say nothing missing and nothing broken. <laughs> See, that's when you work with faithfulness and wait with patience. All right, now let's go to the second thing for you to have biblical success. All right, got two things. Do not grow weary. And the other one is what? Do not give up. Oh, yes. This is what Paul said in Galatians. That's what we're standing on for this study. You know, um, I'd like to ask you something. What is the motivation for not giving up? I'll answer it. <laughs> the promise of reaping. Yes, yes. Paul does not say you may reap. Paul says, you will reap if you do not give up. This is a promise-driven life. This is when you are a covenant person, when you're connected to God through covenant, when you will put God in remembrance of his word, of what he said, while you're in the waiting room, while it seemeth as though, oh God, I am being faithful and Lord, I know what you've done. And you'll be testifying of the goodness while you're waiting for the manifestation of that that he has promised unto you. Oh, but let me tell you, you know that you've got a promise-driven life. You don't stop and just wait on that one thing. Well, I can't move on because this haven't happened yet. No, no, no. You move forward because you know that is already done. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. And you're able to move on forward and allow God to begin to give you some what? Some new things let him declare unto you. Mm. 
He said through Isaiah, he said, new things do I declare. Oh, my, my, my. Paul doesn't say you may reap. Paul says you will reap if you do not give up. Hmm. You know, many times this proverb is taken to be just a warning, but it's meant to be an encouragement. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a good thing that you reap what you sow if you're sowing good things, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. All the prayers, the love, the mercy, the patience, the good deeds that no one else sees may seem meaningless. They may seem in vain, but they are not. (laughs) The harvest is certain and the harvest is coming. Yes, it is. Paul was writing about the relationship between your work and God's promise, between your responsibility and God's sovereignty. Your work is to sow the good. God's promise is to grow the good. Come on. Uh, You sow it and God will grow it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The harvest is not based on what you know. It's based on what you sow. See? Oh, yes. You keep going and you keep sowing. Yes, you do. Mark chapter 4, verse 26 and 27. Let me tell you, it lets you know right there. God says, whatever you sow, he would cause it to spring up, grow up, and produce an abundant harvest. Ooh, Mark 4, 26, 27. Let me tell you, God is the one. He is the one that's going to come forth and work wonders in your life. God is saying to you, you just sow the seed because I'm going to do it and put yourself in expectation. Don't you give up. Mm-mm. Keep going and keep sowing. Do not grow weary. Uh, see, do not grow weary. Do not grow weary. Do not give up. Do not give up. And you will reap a harvest. Uh, well, I declare that marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of God's greatness will be commonplace in your life in the name of Jesus. I am Carol Dixon, and this is Dash. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Dash is connecting to millions of people all over the globe, and we are asking our listeners to help us continue to further our reach by giving. Through your generous gift and donations, it helps us to disseminate this podcast to your location and all over the world. And since DASH is a 501c3 organization, every generous gift is tax deductible. To learn more, please email us at imcaroldixon at gmail.com. For we want to serve billions of people positively, productively, and prayerfully. We want to thank you for being a part of the Dash community, for you are the very best part of Dash Podcast. And remember, Dash is always on.